Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. needed 34 points to surpass a legend. Instead, the Lodgegrass senior went out and decimated a few records on an unforgettable Tuesday night at Huntley Project. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Gravant, a 6'5 senior from the top-ranked team in Class B, entered Tuesday's game against Huntley in Warden, needing 34 points to surpass Elvis Old Bull's Lodgegrass school record for points in a career. Gravant broke his great-uncle's record before halftime and kept pouring in the points. By the time Lodgegrass closed out, it's 108-70 victory over Huntley Project. The score Keeper's book had officially run out of room. Gravant, who has led Lodgegrass to consecutive Class B state titles and 13 straight wins to begin this season, poured in a Montana all-class record, 71 points to the awe of the entire Treasure State. The 71 points surpasses the old record of 64 set by Brad Chickholtz of Harlem February of 2020 against Poplar. Gravant made 28 total field goals, 20 of them two-pointers and 8 of them threes, and also shot 7 of 12 from the free-throw line. Passing Old Bull is the stuff of legend. During his time leading the Indians from 1988 to 1990, Old Bull helped Lodgegrass to three consecutive state titles and won three consecutive state tournament MVPs. Now Gravant has his scoring record and is 14 points away from the coveted 2,000 point mark in his career. Number one Lodgegrass plays number four Lame Deer tonight at the Billings Metro. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory.
What up, Montana? Welcome back. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas coming to you from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Missed anything in the first hour? We kicked off our 10th anniversary celebration here at ESPN Missoula. Tucker Sargent, one of the founding fathers, former co-host of this show, joined us off the top to talk about some origin stories and, of course, some Tom Brady and some New England Patriots. Also talked a little bit about Brian Flores. We'll continue to hash that out throughout the week and the month probably because this is going to be an ongoing scandal that has a lot of different layers to it. If you hadn't heard, Brian Flores fired in Miami, then a, a leading candidate for many of the head coaching jobs in the NFL, didn't get any of them, and now there's some real, uh, at least perceived proof that it isn't just a coincidence that uh, maybe his interviews were just a pleasantry to fulfill the Rooney uh, rule rather than an actual chance for him to get a head coaching job. So we'll keep talking about that. And we also talked a little bit about my origin story uh, here at ESPN as well. You can find everything from the first hour of today's show on the Nuanas Now podcast, which, which is proudly presented by Sportsbet Montana as well as The Advocates. You want to be a part of the show? Great, because guess what? We have a stack of Wings cards, seriously inches high. We have so many Wings cards, I can't even believe it, because we're giving you 10 Wings every 10 minutes, courtesy of the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. 10 Wings every 10 minutes to celebrate the 10th anniversary of ESPN Missoula. You want some Wings? Text us right now, 406-888-1029. Text that number, 888-1029. And just say Wing It Wednesday, and we'll get your information, and we'll get you 10 wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. It's time now for the ESPN Roundtable. It's presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. Appreciate them for being the proud sponsor of the ESPN Roundtable. I don't want to uh, go down the negative route of this. Just uh, just other, other than to say... I love doing this show in such an engaged sports community and such an engaged sports state like Montana. I love that part. I love that I'm just a a text or a phone call away from so many of you that are listening to this show. I love the engagement that we get from you and all the feedback I get and all the conversations that we have outside of this radio show talking about what we talk about here. The only reason I'm a little bit grumpy about National Signing Day is is the number one question I get this day every year. What do you think of the recruiting class? Who won the in-state recruiting battle? Well, here's the, the answer. This day and age. In this day and age where we have now at this moment, today, I believe that there's more than 8,000 names among Division One college football players in the NCAA transfer portal right now. 8,000. The, the roster turnover... For every program in the United States, the good ones, the mediocre ones, the bad ones, the failing ones, is at an all-time high. Dedication, sticking it out, committing, all that stuff, it's a thing of the past. And I'm not here to analyze that or complain about it. It's just the blatant truth. When you open Pandora's box, you give people the ability to transfer for free. Why wouldn't you take that opportunity? And it's hard for me to hate on kids for wanting to take that opportunity either. You get to get re-recruited. You get to get to go on visits. You get to maybe have a college experience somewhere else, a different part of the country. That's all great for personal growth, for for your you know intellectual stimulation, all that stuff. That said, evaluating recruiting classes, forget about it. First of all, 
it's long been my thought, even before the age of this crazy transferring, that what you are when you're 18 years old is nothing compared to what you're going to be when you're 23. You might not develop hardly at all in that time, or you might develop at such a crazy rate that you go from a walk-on at an FCS school to getting drafted. So what work do you put in? If this thing was just linear, if every five-star recruit in high school just became the number one draft picks or the number one um, NFL prospects, then you wouldn't have Cooper Cup and Troy Anderson and you know Colt Anderson from Montana and Shan Schillinger and so many of these great players that come up with no fanfare whatsoever and then end on go on to play in Super Bowls and things like that. I mean, I'm the same high school class as, as Dane Fletcher who went on to play seven years in the NFL and started in the Super Bowl for the New England Patriots. Dane was a good high school player, but he was not like some crazy, ferocious, dominant guy. He was he was really good, for sure. Nothing for, compared to what he became at Montana State because of hard work, dedication, toughness, the accentuation of the values that he had within himself. Same thing with Colt Anderson. He's a good friend of mine. I've told him this story before. I didn't know him personally. I only knew him from an athletic standpoint. When we were coming out of high school, he's actually a great older than me. But when we first heard that he was walking on in Montana, we were like, man, that's uphill sled, man. He's not going to be able to make it. Well, yeah, who had the last laugh there? Three-time first-team all-league first all performer, a, I believe a three-time All-American, and uh, a guy that was a nine-year NFL veteran now coaching for the Cincinnati Bengals. So, you know, I mean, the best way to say it is, Let's name the best players in the NFL right now. The, the best defensive guys. Aaron Donald, three-star recruit. He won five-star recruit. Nope, three-star recruit. Went to Pitt. Khalil Mack, two-star recruit. No offers. Went to Buffalo. I mean, on down the line, T.J. Watt, three-star recruit. J.J. Watt, three-star recruit. I think being five-star recruits ruins the mentality of a kid. It's very rare, and that's why Alabama and now Georgia are so unique. Because they can get the five-star guys and then humble them so much because they have so much talent on their rosters and the systems that they employ are so competitive that they can get five-star guys like Julio Jones in there, challenge those guys to the utmost, completely make them not have the the big head and the arrogance to think that things are just going to be given to them. And then they continue to develop, and then that five-star guy does become a first-round draft pick. But that doesn't happen everywhere. I mean, look at the demise of USC. And I know that there's a lot of people out there that are USC fans, and they're very excited about the, the uh, hiring of Lincoln Riley. That's, it's, it's, it's a dynamic thing, for sure. It, has, it gives them a chance to reignite it, for sure. But like, how many guys have gone to USC and then fallen flat on their face? It's the same thing as the, the demise of Texas. You can directly look at the quarterback position for Texas, right? Once upon a time, Texas signed Garrett Gilbert. G- Garrett Gilbert was one of the high, most highly regarded recruits in in years. He's a two-time Parade Magazine National Player of the Year and the number one player in his class since he was a sophomore in high school. So it's not silly for Texas to go after him. In fact, it was a great recruiting coup for Texas to go after him. Well, what did Garrett Gilbert become at Texas? Nothing compared to what Robert Griffin III became at Baylor. He went and won a Heisman Trophy. Nothing compared to what Johnny Manziel did at Texas A&M. He also went and won a Heisman Trophy. Those are the guys that Texas chose Garrett Gilbert. They chose Garrett Gilbert over those two guys. But in that moment, that wasn't a dumb decision. That was the correct decision. If you can get the number one player in the country, you get him. 
But then that harkens back to who's ranking these guys. How accurate is it? I mean, once upon a time, Travis Johnson, who's now a, a practice squad receiver for the Detroit Lions, who played his last couple years of college football at Montana State, he was the number three quarterback recruit in the country because of circumstantial thing after circumstantial thing, from an injury to then the transfer of Dakota Prukop to the firing of Mark Helfrich and the departure of Scott Frost at Oregon to then Travis Johnson going to Riverside Community College and not being able to beat out Victor Viramontes to then him transferred to Montana State, slipping on the ice in the parking lot, breaking his foot. All of those things make it so that he never plays quarterback at the Division One level ever. He has to make it to the NFL as a wide receiver. But what's the chip on your shoulder? What drives you? What gets you to that NFL level? I, I tend to believe that incredible glorification, incredible high rankings and star accolades when you're young is not what drives you to get that level. It's overcoming all that stuff. It's proving people wrong. It's fulfilling your full potential and betting on yourself. So there's my National Signing Day rant. I'm sorry. I had to do it. You can ask me any and everything about what we talk about on the show. Don't ask me about these recruits. Here's the answer to your question. Which recruits are the ones that are the best? Which recruits are the ones that are going to make it for both the Cats and the Grizz in this signing class? Here's your answer. The ones that stick it out. That's it. Your answer is the ones that stick it out. The ones that don't quit. If you stick it out in Bobby Houck or Brent Vegan's programs and you navigate it and you make it to the end, there's a chance you're going to be pretty good. There's a chance you're going to be a contributor. And if you don't, there's not. That's it. And so to me, it's not about evaluating how fast they run, how far they jump, how high they jump, how big their hands are. It's none of that stuff. Their love of the game, their love of the program they're coming to play for, their fit within the scope of that program and the coaching staff. That's what this is all about. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas coming to you from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Appreciate you being here on a Wednesday. It is National Signing Day. It's also our 10th anniversary here at ESPN Missoula, so stay tuned for more on that. We're going to hear from Bobby Houck, Montana head coach, and Brent Vegan, Montana State head coach, shortly. Despite my rant, this is a cool moment for the individuals, and I don't mean to overshadow them or demean them or anything like that because it's a great opportunity for these guys and their families. So let's go through it real quick. Montana, we'll start with the Grizzlies because that was the press conference that was first, and that was the press conference I was able to attend in person. So the Grizz signed 12 prospects back in December. That's the other thing that's sort of convoluted now, too. The early signing day has sort of stole the luster of actual national signing day here uh, in, in February. But the Grizz signed 12 during the early period. And uh, the first couple years of Bobby Houck's return to Montana, that was it when that was all. They would add a couple walk-ons this time of year, maybe a transfer or two. But mostly, they were done in December. Well, this year, that changed. They, they definitely had to fill in some spots. The other thing is with this paused COVID clock and all that, the Grizz have, count them up, 78 freshmen on their current roster and uh, so then you're almost required to go the transfer route. I also think that part's silly. We're going to hear uh, opinions from both of these coaches about it as well. But the uh, the narrative that, that transfers are just all the way toxic and this is a bad thing, that's also not true. For FCS programs, it's a golden opportunity, especially if you target the right guys. So how do you make those guys fit in? But also... When you have so many freshmen and redshirt freshmen in your program, but then you're graduating some other guys, how do you fill in the spaces? 
how do you fill in and have some veteran guys on your team? Well, you're going to have to go get some transfers. So we'll hear the opinions of both Bobby Houck and Brent Vegan on that note in just a minute. But here's what it looks like for the 11 new signees for the Grizz. They, six of them are transfers. Jaden Dawson, a graduate transfer from Idaho State. He's a cornerback. He's joined us on this show before. Garrett Husted, who's a retro sophomore defensive end transfer from Nebraska. Uh, he's going to play like the spot that Justin Belknap and Joe Babros played last year, so I think that's a good addition for the Grizzlies. Lucas Johnson, graduate transfer quarterback from uh, San Diego State by way of Georgia Tech, a guy that Bobby Houck knew way back when he was in high school. Dylan McGinnis, retro freshman offensive lineman. He's a transfer from Washington State, originally from Chandler, Arizona. He's the brother of Montana All-Big Sky offensive guard Hunter McGinnis. Sawyer Rocanelli, he's a redshirt sophomore wide receiver transfer from the University of Washington. And Robert Whitehead, a junior college transfer cornerback from Grossmont Junior College. The um, freshman additions today that are new included actually a couple surprises. Ethan Barney, who is a offensive lineman out of Sumner, Washington. One of the new additions, Ian Finch from right here in Missoula, wide receiver from Missoula Hellgate. Vince Genitone, who's a really, really athletic linebacker out of North Platte, Nebraska. We'll talk about him a little bit later on in the show. You also had Drew Klumpf, who actually just committed yesterday. He's an athlete out of Missoula Sentinel, multi-sport guy who uh, was a standout on the Spartan State Championship football team, as well as a great track athlete. Jared Ramos, who's a defensive lineman out of Centennial, Colorado, Arapahoe High School, which is a power uh, down there in the Colorado area. Cooper Walton, who's a recent commit from Johnstown, Colorado, 6'1", 205-pound linebacker. And then Joe Wida, big tight end out of Missoula Sentinel, 6'4", 225, the son of Grizz trainer J.C. Wida. It's always a moving target. The college football world continues to evolve. What's Bobby Houck think about it? Here's Montana's head coach. We did it as best we could, and, and I think it worked out well. Right now, um, Eric had just mentioned we were adding it up. We have 78 freshmen and sophomores on our roster. Um, we don't need any more young guys. Uh, there's a chance before the season we could potentially add a couple of older guys, but we don't need any more young guys. Because this was such an atypical year with all of these different rules, what were the biggest differences you noticed? Because I know that the first the last couple of times you guys wanted to get everything, almost everything done in December, how much different is it? Is that just a factor in that you get you guys signing 11 more today? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I think it's it's one of those deals where the things are in flux so much right now, just in terms of roster management everywhere, not just here. Maybe maybe less so here at the moment. That could change at any, at any time too. But uh, I think you just kind of have to go with the flow on all of this. And I, I don't know that there's a better answer than that. Um, I do know that football coaches in general are kind of planners and organized and go with the flow is not anybody's real preferred way of operating, but I think you have to do a little of that. And I don't think there's really any hard, fast template for how this is going to go recruiting-wise down the road. I, I don't know. 
particular the, the, the transfers when there's so many names, so many so many people out there? How do you, as a program, go about sifting through the thousands of names in, to find the few that you can bring in? Well, it's, it's difficult, especially when you're talking in season. We don't have big recruiting staff here. You know, we don't have any recruiting staff here, really. Um, so, you know, places with, with big budgets uh, that have large recruiting staffs within their football program have an advantage there. So that's uh, it takes a lot of work. Um, generally speaking, though, in terms of the, the transfer piece of it, whether it's uh, JC or four-year transfer, we're going to have kind of a, a we're going to have some form of direct conduit to this kid, or we're not going to bring him in. So we're going to know people that know him, or we're going to have to be able to find people that know him really well. Or we're not going to bring him in. On that note, then, what is the key for transfers to acclimate to your football program? Um, well, I think we're always looking for the right. I mean, it's not about, you know, everybody's different, right? But but everybody we recruit, as far as we can tell, are people that want to go to school, people that want to be part of a team, um, people that love, love the game, aren't afraid to be coached hard, um, have good work ethic. And those are, the, those are the personality traits we're looking for. So like any job in any company, you're trying to find people that fit what you want personality-wise. That's what we're looking for. Obviously, with quarterback next year, they'll be looking at Phil Cam's spot. And with Lucas coming in, I'm wondering what led you to him and what do you like about him to offer him and have him come to Missoula? Yeah, it's easy. Uh, I've known Lucas for a long time. He went to, uh, I recruited him out of high school. Uh, he, Actually, had him committed to San Diego State. He left me at the altar to go to Georgia Tech. So I've, I've known him for a while. His high school is 10 minutes from, from our house. Um, he's a good guy. He's a good athlete. Um, I mean, know his family, know his mom, know his grandfather, cousins, all, all of that. So um, he played really well at times last year, particularly the bowl game and He's a good addition. We should have a great quarterback battle. So there you go. A couple thoughts from Bobby Halk on National Signing Day. It's the ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. It's National Signing Day today. The Grizzlies add 23 total, including 11 new ones today. Six of them transfers, five from the high school ranks. Montana State, they also have 23 new additions dating back to December. But a few less new ones today. They announced three transfers last week. In uh, Ravy Alston, who is a six foot three wide receiver, grad transfer out of Vista Murrieta. They also added Sean Chambers, a quarterback from Wyoming. By the way, uh, Ravy Alston, Vista Murrieta is his um, high school, St. John's, Minnesota, the the uh, lower level program there. Um, he's grad transfer from there. Uh, gr- another great example: a guy that's not a Division one recruit out of high school. He makes himself into a Division one recruit, and now he transfers to Montana State. Another example of what I'm talking about with development. But Sean Chambers, the guy who started uh, for multiple years at Wyoming, he's coming in as a quarterback transfer. Uh, he, he'll be a junior there at Montana State, and then Drew Polidor, who is a six foot one transfer from Air Force, uh, also joining as a transfer. And then the high school guys 
for Montana State include Luke Abshire, who's a quarterback from Spokane, Central Valley High School. Michael Armstrong, who's a defensive back out of Gallatin High School in Bozeman. He is the son of Montana State offensive line coach Brian Armstrong. So kind of funny. I'm actually going to have to tease Coach Armory about that because Coach Armory was uh, an all-conference and all-American offensive lineman in Montana Western, has been an offensive line coach for years and years, and a great offensive line coach in the big sky. Just funny that his, uh, his son's a... Uh, a fast guy, skinny guy, play a little DB. Not necessarily typical for your uh, your big hulking offensive line coach to have a, a DB son, but uh, here nor there. Speaking of local uh, linemen, Jaden and Jaron Perkins, also part of this signing class. They're both from Bozeman High. They're the younger brothers of Justice Perkins, a former walk-on uh, out of Bozeman who was the starting center for the Bobcats this year as a redshirt freshman. One of the great stories in the program. Those two guys, Jaden and Jaron, are twins. Their dad... Josh Perkins also played for the Bobcats back in the late 90s. A great defensive back there uh, at MSU. And then the last addition for the Bobcats this year, Jared White, a running back out of Frisco, Texas. You have to wonder, did they recruit him while they were down there? Probably wasn't. But maybe they got him a ticket to the game to come watch him in the national championship game. But uh, a good running back out of Frisco, Texas. So there you go. That's eight new additions for MSU. Let's hear from Brett Vegan, Montana State head coach. A couple similar questions that I asked Bobby Houck. Here's MSU's head coach on his first full recruiting class at Montana State. When it comes to just the budgeting of a roster, so to speak, when you do have so many young players coming back with this sort of unique turnover, how did you go about sort of learning that part of it? Because it seems like this has never really happened before. Yeah, I think it's a, it's an ongoing um, process, you know, and it's, it's an issue that, you know, uh, this, the sixth year potential for sixth year is going to be there for a few more years yet. Um, obviously, you're going to be, you know, at, at 85 and 63 moving forward. So it's it's, it's going to be different. So I, you just try to balance it out the best you can. I think each position you look at it um, independently to some degree. You know, um, that was why it was really important to me that to add Sean Chambers as an experienced guy that was moving along in his, his years was important. That's why adding Ravi Alston as an older receiver that had one, one year left was important. Um, you know, and that's, as, as we continue to look forward, you know, in this off season, just that balance, if there are high school kids versus transfers, I think we'll continue to have to have uh, an open mind to that. So, you know, um, we had, I think almost 60 freshmen, whether they were first, second, or third-year guys on this year's roster. Um, obviously, a bunch of those guys became sophomores, but there's still a bunch of freshmen, and then we'll add to this group. So um, you just try to – it's something – for us, to me, it's not about just fixing it all with transfers and thinking you're just going to have all these older guys, and that, that's the best way to do it. We, we are still a developmental program that needs to be primarily built from the ground up and you know it was what was so encouraging this fall is we had a lot of those second and third year freshmen really step up you know um guys that will continue to develop and change who they are um a whole host of them and you know now that those guys are becoming sophomores um they need to keep stepping up and we'll be we'll be relatively young as far as the whole senior junior you know sophomore freshman um, thing goes, but you know, a lot of those, those sophomores are fourth year guys next year. So, you know, that's where that tricky piece of the sixth year will continue to play a uh, part of, 
the way things go over the next couple of years. And, you know, this is just an ongoing process. I don't think there's any roadmap. There's no answers. You just got to, I think, look at each position the best you can, dissect the best you can, and be able to put a, a squad out there that can uh, win football games. And on the transfer note, I, I think that I, sometimes it gets a bad connotation, but you can really enhance your program via transfers so in your mind how do you identify transfers and and how does a transfer go about acclimating himself to your program at montana state well um i think you you have to know more than just what you see on film so if you have recruited a young man i mean out of high school if there's some kind of tie there i think that helps um if you really feel like you know a coach um, at a particular school well that can give you good information. I do think that's where it starts because the whole acclimatization part is we need a guy that can fit in understanding that he's going to have to come here and, and earn everything that, that he gets, um, not be handed anything. And I think that's kind of the negative connotation that hangs, hangs over a lot of transfers is they just go, go someplace and expect it to be handed the keys. And that's not the way it works. So, you know, with that being said, we got to find the right type of guy that not only has that right type of character, but then also has the talent and the ability to take advantage of our opportunity. Um, so we're really selective. Um, we, we try to do our homework as best as we can. We're not making snap decisions. Um, we did not get all the transfers we pursued, and that's probably uh, that's probably okay. It's just the way it's going to go. Um, We'll, conti- we'll continue to, to vet some and pursue some as this semester goes and you know, see what comes of uh, you know any additions at the end of the semester. And last one for me, I know you talked about it last week, but I just wanted to ask you about uh, Sean Chambers, obviously a guy you were very familiar with. What do you think of that dynamic? You had a guy in Tommy Malott that sort of rose to the occasion and sort of took the FCS by storm down the stretch this last season. So uh, what's that dynamic like, and, and how do you hope that competition, how do you hope Sean's addition uh, sort of fuels the competition in the quarterback room? Well, I, I, I think I spoke to it last week. I just – trying to find what we were looking for was going to be really hard. And maybe Sean Chambers was the only one that, you know, had the qualities as far as the experience, um, the ability, the leadership, the character to be able to take on this, this, uh, this, this role, you know, and the role I think he clearly understands is coming into a program where um, we have a guy that's established himself. That's had a, a great deal of success, albeit in a short time, um, and I think he's eager to, to 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 compete with Tommy, to work with Tommy, um, and the whole whole group. And, and that's where I felt comfortable knowing that uh, here was a, a young man of the right character to be able to, to compete, but then take whatever he's given, you know. And and honestly, you know, for us to continue to have quality depth in that room is very very important. Um, and you know, I think that uh, will always bear itself out when you, you least want it to. Your your depth at quarterback. You know, there's I can think of some years where we had guys play every single snap, and then you know, some years where all of a sudden you're playing three, four guys, and if you don't have a next guy to go to, you know, your uh, your team train changes drastically. So, with that, I think uh, really excited about what Sean brings to the table as far as his ability. Um, I, he's a three-time captain at Wyoming, and that doesn't that doesn't come lightly. Um, 
in that program. So to come here and have the leadership qualities and be able to add to our, our older group, I think is really important. And I know he's going to compete like crazy. The quarterback competition at Montana State will be fascinating with Sean Chambers, a Wyoming transfer, and Tommy Malott, the star of the FCS, returning. That'd be fun to monitor for sure. Nuwana's now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. That right there, too, is another great example of just the world that is college football right now. It's not better or worse or whatever. It just is. Sean Chambers was a three-time captain at Wyoming. He was a starter every time he was healthy. Every every moment he was healthy, he was the starter there. Yeah, he's still on the move as well. So transferring is just the way of the world. How do you find a way to take advantage of it? As you heard, both Bobby Houck and Brent Vegan have pretty pointed and specific strategies in how they want to capture and uh, accentuate the world that is in college football. How about some hoops? National signing day coverage in the books, at least for today. Chris Star of the Week with Brandon Whitney coming up. This has been our ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. Paradise Falls has 20 big screen TVs, 18 draft beers. They have an early and a late happy hour, plus breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They also have a great casino that includes a sports bet Montana kiosk. No matter what you're in the mood for, hanging out with your friends, hanging out with your family, or eating any of the three meals of the day, Paradise Falls, your go-to spot. Go check them out here in Missoula, 3621 Brook Street. Paradise Falls, Missoula's coolest hotspot. Brandon Whitney's been lights out defensively the last couple weeks. How's he been able to transform into one of the best perimeter defenders in the league? The Grizz sophomore will join us next. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. If you're ever injured in an accident and you're worried about if a lawyer is going to cost you too much money, the advocates, they will provide help for you. No out-of-pocket costs until your case is settled. You pass the stress of your accident off to the advocates. That helps you focus on getting better. To find out how the advocates can help you, you can call them free of charge, 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. celebrating our anniversary we're listening to nothing but rage against the machine and godsmack this is a very ryan tutel-esque playlist here on nuanas now welcome back hope you're having a great wednesday i'm Coulter nuanas coming to you from the northwest motorsports studio appreciate you being here it is our 10th anniversary celebration get kicked off here at espn missoula how about 10 wings every 10 minutes presented by the desperado sports tavern and grill we got them for you let's just double it up Text 406-888-1029, 406-888-1029. The first two textures, we got 10 wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill, the best wings in the city of Missoula. Text us anything and everything. Text us that Tom Brady sucks. Text us that you love Ben Roethlisberger. Text us Swing It Wednesday. Text us any and everything, 406-888-1029. We got not one but two. First two textures, we got two gift cards for you. Ten wings each to the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. It's freezing outside. 
cold temps, hot deals. As the winter cold sets in, the deals heat up. Shop snowy adventure gear in almost every corner of Bob Ward Sports and Outdoors. Take 30% off the lowest marked price on previous season clearance items, apparel, and outdoor wear for the whole family. Also, 40% off the entire stock of winter headgear, gloves, and mittens. Visit Bob Ward's in Missoula for more hot deals. Down here at Dahlberg Arena, once again, this seems to be where I'm doing a lot of my interviews these days, and that's a very good thing. It's a Wednesday, so that means it's time for our Grizz Star of the Week, presented by Bob Ward Sports and Outdoors. I was just walking into Dahlberg. It's freezing out there. I might have to go to Bob Ward's, get myself a new coat, because uh, this windbreaker I got with the ESPN logo on it, it ain't cut it. Four degrees outside. That's one of the most fun parts for me, though, is learning how some of these guys that play for the Grizz basketball team acclimate to life in Montana because Travis DeCure, he's made a pretty good habit of recruiting pretty much from the Seattle area and then California, either Northern California or Southern California. This week's Grizz Star of the Week, Brandon Whitney, a guy from SoCal. So we'll start there, Brandon. Four degrees outside, probably not your cup of tea being from SoCal, but now you're a sophomore, probably getting used to it a little bit. For sure. I've definitely gotten used to it. The cold, I mean, I just put on a big jacket every day, basically, when it's the winter time. So, yeah, just got to get used to it. No such thing as bad weather, just bad dressing, right? You just need good clothes. That's all you need. As a SoCal guy, who's your NBA team? Uh, Los Angeles Lakers. Well, of course it is then. So what have you thought of just this last couple of years with the king, LeBron James? I'm a big LeBron guy. I went in and out with the Lakers because when I was coming up, that was the Shaq and Kobe era. I love Shaq. He's probably one of my favorite players. And I love Kobe. Then I was kind of off the Lakers for a while because – there was a span there where they were brutal, yeah, yeah. but now the Kings there. So what do you think about this last couple of years with LeBron? Uh, it's been nice to have LeBron, obviously, but we got to put some pieces together in order to win the championship this year. We got a lot of people getting injured. We're old. <laughs> yeah, we got to figure something out, but I think they can figure it out. They'll figure it out. That's the thing is LeBron's got the formula. They're old. They're injured. They'll be healthy, and they'll be fresh by the time the playoffs rolls around. That's what LeBron James does best. He knows how to time it perfectly. Last couple weeks, you guys have been rolling. University of Montana won four in a row, seven out of their last eight. First start with this last weekend, I hadn't seen you guys live in almost four weeks. Must have been good to be back home. It's been very good with the fans being here and everything, giving us that energy. It's always fun to play at home uh, with everybody here. So that's the fun part about it, just competing here at home. Well, this last weekend... You were phenomenal on the defensive end. Mikey Dixon from Idaho came in here averaging over 18 points per game. You held him scoreless. Still Venters from Eastern Washington came in here averaging almost 19 points per game. He hit a three at the end to, to kind of boost his score, but to that point, I think he had three points. So, uh, I mean, when you, when you are kind of assigned as the, the head of the snake, guarding these premier scorers in the league, what's your mentality? I mean, just guard. Like I said before, if you have the heart to guard, then I think you can guard anybody, and that's what I pride myself in um, is on the defensive end. So, And I think defense wins championships, so that's what I do. A lot of times it's a big adjustment for guys coming to high school, but that seems to come to, to you pretty naturally. I mean, have you always been sort of a defensive guy? Yeah, so I grew up playing in like a defensive, like AAU team when I was sure. younger, so it, it kind of just grew up with me, so I just kept it with me. Throughout, so. Brandon Whitney, our Grizz Star of the Week, presented by Bob Ward Sports and Outdoors. I talked to Robbie Beasley a couple weeks ago about this. What's the biggest jump when you come from high school? Because like he was saying, you can have the, the skill offensively, you can have the dog in you defensively, but especially like when you're talking club ball, there's not really any scouts or anything like that. It's not, there's not mental. You're just playing hoops right now, with coach, especially with Coach Trav, with Coach DeCure. There's a lot of stuff you got to master. So what was the biggest jump for you? Uh, I would probably say the physicality and just the intensity of the game. Um, you, you can't take any plays off. Um, and, yeah, you just – 
gotta you gotta do what you gotta do in order to win, and you gotta memorize a lot of things. So. Watch, I just watched you guys finish up the last 10, 15 minutes of practice, and it is amazing how, how complex it, it really is. Did you expect it to be so so complex from just like an X's and O's standpoint? Um, honestly, I did not. I knew it was going to be more intense when it came to that, but I didn't think it was going to be this intense. So, But I'm used to it now. So Your group, the, the group of sophomores, you, Robbie Beasley, Josh Bannon, uh, I know last year was a big learning curve for you guys, but it seems like you, you've really sort of grown together and now are sort of at least part of the foundation of this team. So what are the biggest pieces of growth you guys have experienced this as a group? I would probably say in just being able to like kind of just feel each other out and like know what uh, we do best and know our roles. Um, like you said, last year we were young. We had other people coming in, but I think this year we had the chemistry to do it, and now this year we're finishing off games, which last year we weren't able to do. So I think that's something that we did good. Yeah, I was thinking, I said that on the show yesterday, actually. Uh, is now, by the way, ESPN Radio. Maybe you're watching SWX Montana Television. Uh, last year, there were so many games that came down the last minute, and you guys fell short in so many of those games. But you guys have been closing those games now. You had the two-point win over Weber. You had the two-point win over Eastern Washington. So, I mean, how much confidence does that give you? And what does it take to win a game just in that final minute when it is coming down to it? Well, obviously, throughout the game, you go through adversity. And that was kind of our big thing and what we harped on is we got to get through that adversity in order to win these games. So this year we came in with that mentality to just get through it, and we've been doing that lately. So we've been winning. Grizz said an 8-2 Big Sky Conference. Play seven out of their last eight, they've won, but they're heading on the road to Ogden, Utah. First place showdown against Weber State. Weber 10 and 1 in conference after beating Eastern Washington on Monday. But the one loss Weber State does have here in Missoula on New Year's Day. I know you were just coming back from being a little banged up in that game. What do you think of Weber's with the scout on Weber? And I know you're probably going to have Kobe McEwen, who's one of the best scorers in the league once again. So, the third straight challenge for you. But what do you think of this matchup? You know, I'm going to give it my best. I'm going to put my all into it. We just got to go to war and just get things done. My teammates is going to try to help me out, but we're just going to do the best that we can. Mikey Dixon from Idaho so good off the bounce. Steel Venter is so good uh, in the isolation. What makes McEwen special? Because it seems like he's pretty diverse scorer. Yeah. McEwen, he makes tough shots, even yeah. if you're there, if you're contesting or anything. Um, he can shoot the three off the bounce, mid-range to the bucket. So you kind of just got to contain him and make him make tough shots. One of the other guys that was not in the lineup for Weber that's now back is Dante Bassett, who's their big guy. You guys got a big guy in Josh Bannon that's really coming along. What do you think of that matchup in the front court? It'll be a good matchup. Bassett has been playing very well. Um, he's been shooting the ball really well, so that's something that we are going to change in this game and not just give him teed up threes. So, But that battle will be a good battle to watch. So. It's so interesting, too, because you guys really haven't gotten to get into the normal flow of what Big Sky Conference play is. Last year, you was playing the same team two times in a row in front of empty arenas. Now, even though it's supposed to be normal, you're supposed to play Idaho State on Saturday, but you're not going to because of the COVID at Idaho State. So what's it like when you just have one game to prepare for? Is it easier to focus just on one team? Yeah, for sure. It's easier to focus just on one team. I mean, we kind of uh, go one game at a time anyway. Sure. But, um, yeah, it's definitely better because then we got Southern Utah on Monday, which, you know, it kind of makes it better if we have, like, a little resting day. But we'll see. Well, I know this group, when you guys came in here, you wanted to be uh, to carry on the tradition that has been so strong at Montana. And then kind of knock it on the door. If you guys can take care of business Thursday and they got Southern Utah coming to your barn on Monday, the Grizz will be right in the mix for a conference title. So how important is this next upcoming stretch for you guys? Oh, it's very important um, to us. Like I said, we just got to go one game at a time. We got Weber, Idaho State, and then Southern Utah. And like you said, if we get that done, then I think we have a chance. So 
Yeah, just got to keep our bodies right. Brandon Whitney, Chris Star of the Week, presented by Bob Ward Sports and Outdoors. Thanks for being here, man. Thank you. Sign up now for the Youth Turn Clinics. Limit to 32 registers. March 2nd and 3rd is the Women's Clinic. March 4th, the Co-Ed Performance Ski Camp. You can sign up at BobWords.com. What's coming up the rest of the week? We'll tell you. Keep it right here. You want us now. Sports Bet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sports Bet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sports Bet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sports Bet Montana location or by using the Sports Bet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sports Bet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sports Bet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sports Bet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. What's up, Montana? Welcome back. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. It's time now for the final word presented by Eagle Satellite. Eagle Satellite wants to thank all the current and former healthcare workers out there. They appreciate all you've done and continue to do. Call 406-728-9999 to get your free TV package starting at $57.99 a month. Also, be sure to ask about internet for $50 a month. Missed anything in today's show? Great show today. Tucker Sargent. Helped us kick off our ESPN 10th anniversary celebration. And we gave away so many wings, I can't even count. How about one more time? Give us a call right now, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. We got 10 wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill for you as part of our 10th anniversary celebration here at ESPN Radio. Just call our number one. Do it right now, 406-888-1029. Appreciate Brian and everybody down at the Desperado for supporting us for all these years and hooking you up for the whole rest of this month. We also talked to a little Brian Flores, talked a little bit about my origin story here at ESPN, plus it's National Signing Day, so we heard from both Bobby Houck from the University of Montana and Brett Vegan from Montana State University and our Grizz Star of the Week. Grizz sophomore men's basketball player Brandon Whitney. You can find everything from today's show on the Nuanas Now podcast, which is proudly presented by Sportsbet Montana, as well as the advocates, reminding you that you deserve an advocate. Just a couple minutes left here on your Wednesday. Tomorrow, the first hour of the show, Chris Redpath, our women's basketball Big Sky Conference insider, will join us for around the Big Sky and women's hoops. We'll also hear from Idaho State head women's basketball coach Seton Sobolewski. His team playing in Bozeman against Montana State tomorrow. We're also going to hear from Brooks Nuanez talking all things Big Sky Hoops, plus Randy Ray, head coach for the Weber State Wildcats, and Riley Corcoran, the voice of the Grizz. So jam-packed show again for you tomorrow. So uh, be sure to, to circle back around for that. 
because we had so many guests and so much going on today, we didn't talk about this nearly as much as we should have. Damon Grovant, one of the best Native American basketball players in the history of the state of Montana already. I, I, I feel fully comfortable saying that. And definitely one of, if not the best, in the state right now. He went nuts last night. He needed 34 points to break the famous record of Elvis Old Bull, the, probably the all-time great player from Lodgegrass ever. Elvis Old Bull was a, a peerless talent back in the late 1980s, led Lodgegrass to three consecutive state championships. He was a three-time state tournament MVP and a legend among his people. Damon Gravatt is his great-nephew, and he needed 34 points to break Old Bull's Lodgegrass career scoring record. Well, he doubled that and then some. 71 points for Gravatt last night. He made 28 field goals, including 22s and eight three-pointers. He's also 7 of 12 from the free throw line. 71 points, an all-time, all-class Montana State record. And now Gravatt just 14 points away from that exclusive 2,000-point mark in his career. So pretty cool for him. And, uh, man, I wish I was in Billings tonight. Lame Deer, the number four team in Class B versus Lodgegrass, the undefeated and two-time defending Class B state champs. Those two squads taking center stage at the Billings Metra. We'll have an update for you tomorrow. But how about this scoring matchup? You got Grovant, who dropped 71 last night, against Journey Emerson, a kid who's averaging 35-plus and dropped 61 two weeks ago. Incredible. 50 points in a high school game without a shot clock in 32 minutes? That's just silly. So two of the best scorers taking on each other at the Billings Metra. So we'll have an update for you on that tomorrow as well. Thanks for being with us here today. Hope you have a great evening. We'll be back at it. Chris Redpath, Brooks Nuanas, Ray Ray, Riley Corcoran. That's tomorrow's Nuanas now, 4 o'clock. We'll see you then. The Advocates can help you if you've been injured in an automobile, motorcycle, pedestrian, or even a dog bite accident. For additional information on other types of cases that the Advocates handle, you can always visit MontanaAdvocates.com. You can chat with an experienced attorney with no upfront out-of-pocket expense. Visit online or call 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.